Hello, friends. There's lots of interesting things coming up in the Stoic Coffee community, so make sure that you sign up for my newsletter on my website at stoic.coffee. You can also follow me on Twitter at stoiccoffee and on Instagram at stoic.coffee, and you can find my LinkedIn page by searching for Stoic Coffee Break on LinkedIn. Now, I also wanted to let you know that I'm starting a mastermind for tech entrepreneurs as the world of tech is accelerating, and I've had people reaching out to me for a group grounded in Stoic principles. I'll be your facilitator as we tackle some of the big questions in tech using the tools of Stoicism. I have a few spots left for senior tech entrepreneurs and decision makers to join me for a one-hour bi-weekly session. I'll be interviewing candidates to form a tight group for the first cohort of five people, plus myself. Now, if you're interested in joining this, please reach out to me at masterminds at stoic.coffee. Now, again, that's masterminds at stoic.coffee. Thanks again, and thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and I appreciate your support. Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. The Stoic Coffee Break is a weekly podcast where I take an aspect of Stoicism and do my best to break it down to its most important points. I talk about, I share my experiences, both my successes and my failures, and hope that you can learn something from them and make your life just a little bit better, all within the space of a coffee break. This week's episode is called Cultivating Connection, Stoic Insights on Loneliness. Do you struggle with loneliness? Have the last few years of lockdowns and isolation been hard on you? Today I want to talk about loneliness and why it's something that shouldn't be ignored and why it's important for us to reach out and connect to others. We are waves of the same sea, leaves of the same tree, flowers of the same garden. Seneca. The last few years have been a struggle for many of us, with the pandemic having made it necessary to curtail so much of our social life Many of us have struggled to get our footing back and reconnect with our friends and community. As someone who is naturally extroverted, the pandemic was really hard on me, and I know that I slipped into a bit of a depression. It's taken effort over the past year to try and get myself out of the house and spend time with friends and family. More recently, though, I've ended up facing a much more stark loneliness. About a month ago, my ex-partner moved out, and I'm living alone for the first time since 2011. And even back then, I had my kids with me part-time, so I was only alone for part of each week. Living alone in a house where I'm used to almost always having someone around has been far harder than I expected. Not having someone around to chat with and share both the mundane as well as the fun things of life feels very empty at times. Having no one else around for such long stretches also makes it too easy to get lost in the darker parts of my mind. The house I live in is also far too large for a single person, which makes it feel even more empty. As I've been dealing with this loneliness, I've been doing my best to get comfortable with it. I know that this is not a forever situation. I know that once I sell my house and do some traveling, I'll also face other kinds of loneliness as I find myself in new places and have to make new friends. I accept that this is just part of my life right now, and I'm taking steps to be comfortable with it, as well as reaching out to friends and family to meet up and spend time together. So it was interesting that last week I stumbled on an article in The Atlantic that talked about how last May, the Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, published an advisory about a growing epidemic of loneliness and isolation. 
According to the report, even before COVID, around 50% of American adults reported substantial levels of loneliness. Over the past two decades, Americans have spent far less time engaging with family and friends and people outside of their homes, with just 16% of people saying that they felt attached to their local community. Then the pandemic hit and pushed the accelerator on our loneliness. Among my friends, it was really challenging for those of us who are extroverts. Since we feel regenerated by spending time with others, not being able to spend time with others felt like being deprived of a central part of living. And for me, the weeks began to blur and feel like they were just repeats of the week before. Cabin fever certainly set in. And even though I would go for walks through the woods near my home, what I missed was spending time and connecting with people. As the lockdowns continued and the rates of infection skyrocketed, feelings of isolation felt even more pronounced. Many of my friends, who are introverts, even talked about how at first they thought it was such a relief because they prefer to be less social. But over time, they realized that even though they prefer their alone time, they truly missed social connections from work and other activities. Now, according to the Surgeon General, when people are disconnected, they have a significantly higher risk of developing heart disease, dementia, depression, and stroke. Research has also shown that loneliness creates anger, resentment, and even paranoia. When you are disconnected from others, you also have less empathy and tolerance for others because you aren't exposed to other opinions and ideas. Friendships help us support each other even when we disagree on things. Research over the last few decades has shown in multiple studies that one of the key predictors of living a longer and healthier life is how connected we are to our fellow human beings. Having a strong friend group and support system is right up there with eating healthy and not smoking as far as predicting longevity. Community is one of the healthiest things you can have in your life. So, I remember the first time that I watched Cast Away with Tom Hanks and thinking about how loneliness would be one of the hardest things of being stranded out on a deserted island. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm going to give you a few spoilers, but they help illustrate my point. Tom Hanks plays a FedEx employee who gets stranded on an island in the South Pacific for four years after his plane crashes due to a violent storm. To deal with the loneliness, Hanks' character, Chuck Noland, creates a friend out of a volleyball and names him Wilson after the brand of volleyball. When I first saw how they brought in the character of Wilson, I recognized that it was a good way for us to have dialogue in the movie without just having Tom Hanks walk around in silence for most of the film. But as the movie progressed, I also began to see how it was a way that a person in such a situation would be able to keep themselves sane. Besides procuring the most important things like food, water, and shelter, the need for connection with others is one of the most important things that we need as humans. Life's three best teachers, heartbreak, empty pockets, and failures. Haman Sunim. You don't suffer because things are impermanent. You suffer because things are impermanent and you think they are permanent. Thich Nhat Hanh. Loneliness is something that we often experience when change is happening in our lives. There's often a transition that is going on. For me, it was that my kids grew up and moved out, my last relationship ended, and my ex-partner moved out, and I was laid off a few months ago. Talk about massive change. Now, there are plenty of scenarios where we may find ourselves lonely. We may graduate from school, losing or starting a new job, or moving to a new city or even a new country. Then there's getting divorced, losing a partner, or the death of a loved one. There are so many things that can disrupt our connections with others, which is why it's easy to fall in being alone and finding ourselves struggling with loneliness. 
So what are the downsides of loneliness, personally as well as in society? Why would the Surgeon General, the top doctor in the U.S., think that this was so important as to marshal resources to study and warn us, as was done in the past with smoking and heart disease? One of the most important factors that contributes to addiction is loneliness. People will use alcohol or drugs to escape the loneliness in their lives. Then, because of guilt and shame around their addiction, they isolate themselves even more. This becomes a vicious cycle which takes its toll on our society. Last year, around 106,000 people in the U.S. died from drug-related overdoses. That's almost the size of Bend, which is the fifth largest city in Oregon. When you look at the research on addiction, it's been shown that the biggest contributor to people breaking the cycle of addiction is community. Being connected to a supportive group of friends and family helps people feel less alone and have others to lean on when life feels too much. Everything comes and goes in life. Happiness and unhappiness are temporary experiences that rise from your perception. Heat and cold, pleasure and pain will come and go. They never last forever. So do not get attached to them. We have no control over them. Krishna Loneliness is also a key factor for those who commit suicide. Around 800,000 people worldwide kill themselves every single year. And the rate in the U.S. has been increasing for the last 15 years. To put that in perspective, the city I live in, Portland, Oregon, has a population of 600,000 people. Now, what surprised me most when I was doing some of the research on the rates of suicide is that in the U.S., the group with the highest rate of suicide are men in their 40s and 50s, which is my age group. This is the group who are in the prime of their careers, who have weathered a lot of life changes, and yet find life too overwhelming to hang on. Men also commit suicide at four times the rate that women do which often has to do with the cultural stigma that men need to be tough and that asking for help is a sign of weakness. So how do we deal with loneliness? How can we get better about managing loneliness? And what are some strategies for finding connection that we need in our lives? Today I escaped anxiety. Or no, I discarded it because it was within me in my own perceptions, not outside. Marcus Aurelius one of the things that we need to learn in this world is how to be comfortable with uncomfortable things. This includes both physical discomfort as well as emotional and mental discomfort. The better we are at not running away from discomfort, the stronger we can become. The more we are able to sit with our emotions, the less control they have over us. If you feel lonely, listen to it. You feel lonely because you're missing connection with other people. And that's not a bad thing. Emotions are flags. They are guides that help us see where we need to go and what we need to do. It's when we try to avoid our emotions by suppressing or ignoring them that we get into trouble. Often, when we are struggling with loneliness, we are hard on ourselves and feel like we deserve to feel awful. We feel like maybe we're alone because of whatever awful reasons we create in our minds. Treat yourself like you would treat a friend. Be kind to yourself. Be supportive and make sure that your self-talk is helpful and not denigrating or harsh. One thing that I always recommend in any time of difficulty is that you take care of your physical health. If you aren't feeling well physically, then it's much harder to feel well mentally. Remember, we experience the world through our bodies, and if we're out of shape, it's going to impact our mental well-being. Start by doing simple things like getting rid of junk food and making better meal choices and reducing alcohol consumption. Find ways to improve your fitness by going on walks or doing some basic weight training. 
Is there a sport that you used to enjoy? See if you can pick it up again. Try to do something that works your body out every day. It's amazing how just 20 minutes of physical effort can improve your mood and make the day feel just a little easier. A gem cannot be polished without friction, nor a man perfected without trials. Seneca Oftentimes when we're feeling lonely, it's because we have extra time on our hands. Time spent with previous partners or at a job is now idle. Take this time to rediscover old hobbies and interests or pursue something new. Did you play trumpet in middle school? Find a cheap one and start practicing again. Maybe pick up painting or woodworking. Doing something creative has been a practice for centuries for dealing with the vagaries of life. For me, I enjoy making music, so I try to play piano for at least 30 minutes a day. I also purchase some gear to make some electronic music because I find that music production engages my mind and my creativity in a way that helps uplift me. Even if I never finish a song, just the act of trying to create something is immensely satisfying. Pain is neither intolerable nor everlasting if you bear in mind that it has its limits and if you add nothing to it in imagination. Marcus Aurelius Now the best thing we can do when we're feeling lonely is to reach out to other people. This is not always an easy thing, but it is vital if we want to alleviate the loneliness that we might be struggling with. Some people struggle with depression or just find it hard to reach out to others when they feel like they are struggling. Even though I don't consider myself to suffer strongly from depression, there are times when I feel like because I'm not at my best, others might not want to hang out with me. I let insecurities get the best of me, and rather than reaching out, I just stay at home and watch Netflix or play video games, which only exacerbates the feeling of loneliness. Reaching out to friends and family is an important part of pulling ourselves out of loneliness. The problem is that it can be kind of a vicious cycle. We convince ourselves that they don't want us to bother them, so we don't reach out. Then we feel even more lonely. But the thing is, is others also feel lonely at times, so reaching out to them is something they probably need as well. There have been plenty of times where I've reached out to friends and they've been grateful because they've been struggling as well. If you find that you're really struggling and it's interfering with your daily life, then I also recommend that you reach out for professional help. There's so many resources out there, and there's nothing wrong with asking for help. I've been going to therapy for years now as I've been working through a lot of the trauma that I grew up with. As long as we live, let us cherish each other. For when we die, the opportunity of aiding one another is lost for all eternity. Seneca If we struggle to reach out to friends or family, there are plenty of groups and activities that we can get involved in where we can make new friends. There are organizations that need volunteers, such as soup kitchens, youth sports, or visiting the elderly. If you're looking for something more fun, you can take dance classes, martial arts, or join an adult sports league. There are also plenty of groups online that you can join to connect with others. While it may not be as fulfilling as meeting in person, it can certainly offer a place where you can meet others with common interests that you may not run into otherwise. I mean, during the pandemic, my oldest child was involved in an online Dungeons & Dragons group that met regularly on Discord. Part of the reason why I started the Stoic Coffeehouse community is to create a space for my listeners to meet and chat about Stoicism and how to live the principles just a little bit better. There's so many opportunities, both in person and virtually, that you can be a part of to connect with others. For any group activity that you get involved in, I would recommend that it be something that is positive and uplifting. 
Often lonely people fall into groups where the thing in common is who they hate, and they usually blame others for what is wrong in their lives. Remember, stoicism is about taking responsibility for yourself, and in this case, it's about taking responsibility for your loneliness. Find a group that brings out the best of you. Loneliness is something that many of us feel throughout our lives. Oftentimes it happens in the midst of already big changes, which makes it feel like it's compounding already difficult situations. Reaching out to others in our real or virtual lives can help us maintain healthy connections to our fellow humans. If you're struggling with loneliness, and even if you're not, reach out to those around you, because it's not just good for you, it's also good for all of us to connect with each other. And that's the end of this week's Stoic Coffee Break. Be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and thanks for listening.